We're going to read from God's Word this morning from Luke's Gospel again, chapter 1. And we're going to read from verse 46 down to verse 56. And hopefully the Word will appear on the, the screens. Uh, and it's on the Pew Bible of page 856 if you're wanting to follow along as well. So that's Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 46 down to verse 56. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Just for a few moments this morning, we're going to think about one of these verses that we've just read. And these verses that we've just read this morning are um, a song of praise that Mary sings to God after she discovers that she is going to give birth to a son. And this song is a well-known song. It's famous. It's called the Magnificat. And um, it's a song that is phenomenal, and it's full of Old Testament illustrations and allusions and references, and it's, it's really, really deep and, and rich in theology. And I love, though, that Mary, even before the birth, was celebrating and praising God even just for the promise. The birth hadn't happened yet, and yet she was praising God even in faith for the promise that she had received from the Lord himself. Even before the promise became a reality or came to fruition, her response was one of praise, one of rejoicing, one of celebration. Mary praised God for what he was about to do in and through her. That God would, as Mary says, look on her humble estate. And this humble estate connotes both social and economic deprivation. And we see something of the beauty of the message of the nativity within this. That God in all his glory, in all his splendor, and all his majesty would humble himself and become flesh, and be born into a context and situation, into a family that came from a humble estate. He didn't choose the richest people on the block. Actually, he chose people that were a humble family. And we come to the point that I want to focus on this morning, which is found uh, within this song that Mary declares. In verse 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. He has done great things. It's one of my favorite praise songs at the moment, a song called Great Things. And I remember reading about a granny called Grace Davidson who took her four-year-old granddaughter Lily to big church for the first time. Lily did really well and she sat quietly and listened to what was being said and she was taken in every aspect of the service. She was fascinated by all the different things that were taking place. And her curiosity was phenomenal. She was intrigued by the different things that the minister was doing. 
until that was the pastoral prayer came. And the pastor said that in his prayer, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. And at this moment, we Lily came alive, her eyes as big as anything. And she turned to her granny and whispered with much excitement, Granny, we're going to get presents. She thought she was getting some gifts. And I think poor Lily would have been a bit disappointed as her granny explained, no, it's not a present you're getting. The minister is speaking about God's presence, that he is here with us. And you can imagine Lily as a wee girl, the the disappointment that she would have felt as the granny uh, explained the difference between presence and presence. You can imagine this morning if you'd told your children, I've got you some presents, and they go down and it's just they're spending time in your, your company. But we know that the Lord knows who we are. And we as God's people, we who know the Lord, we know of his goodness. That actually being in his presence is amazing. Being near him is phenomenal. Being near him is just something that we we long for. We know and we have seen that he has done great things for us and in us and to us. He has done great things. And that phrase, I said that this song is full of different Old Testament allusions and illustrations. And that phrase, he has done great things, comes out of Deuteronomy chapter 10. And that part of the Bible is the story of the exodus of God's people as they leave slavery and leave being slaves in Egypt. And as God um, leads them in the exodus and, and frees them from it, and he's given them this promise of the promised land, this land flowing of milk and honey. And in it, we hear about God has done great things for his people. And Mary pulls on that, and she puts this in her, in her, in her song of praise. And here in the manger in Bethlehem, we have the ultimate exodus as God's people. That actually the ultimate delivery for us as God's people isn't a physical delivery, but it's been a spiritual delivery. That he has brought an exodus for our hearts and our souls. That he has led us out of spiritual bondage, the bondage of sin. And he leads us into a promised land. Leads us into freedom spiritually as God's people. Friends, we have so much to be thankful for. And God truly has done great things for us. And he's doing great things in Sandy Hills. We had nearly 40 under the age of 18 in church last night on Christmas Eve. That is incredible. It was chaotic, 100%. But that is incredible. And as someone said, would you rather 40 making noise or none making no noise? Give me the 40 running about any day of the week. God has done great things and he is doing great things. And maybe this morning what we need is a perspective shift. Maybe you're feeling the weight of the world upon your shoulders. And actually, this morning, you, maybe you're finding it hard to rejoice or finding it hard to know joy. Maybe you feel pretty rubbish. And maybe what you feel around you is pain and frustration and hardship. Well, I ask you this morning, even in your humble estate, lift your eyes to Jesus. There's a beautiful old hymn that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory 
and grace. There's a certain couple in our church that I love to go. I love visiting our, our, our folk in our church, but there's a particular couple who, who can't come out to church anymore. They're housebound, and it's a joy to go and visit them. And without fail, at the end of every visit, this gentleman who was a huge part of our church family here but can't come anymore, at the end of our visit, without fail, every time I visit him, he concludes by mentioning one of his favorite hymns. And this is what he says. Count your blessings one by one, and soon you'll see what the Lord has done. Every time without fail, that is how he ends our visit. And I would love it if at one point in the midst of the busyness of today and everything that goes on, the rushing around and the chaos of Christmas and everything that happens, I would love it if at one point in the midst of this day that we can take a moment and we can count our blessings and thank God for the great things he has done in our lives. But here's the thing, friends. God's goodness isn't past tense. He is the God who still does great things. And he's the God who's going to do great things. And he has great things in store for us. And we as a church, I can't wait to see what God continues to do in and through us. One lady waited until the last minute to send her Christmas cards. She knew she had 49 people to buy for on her list. So she rushed into a store and bought a pack of 50 Christmas cards. And without really looking at them because she was in a rush, she ended up being in a big hurry and she just filled them in from a color Janie, from Janie, and off she did, she just sent them. She didn't write two. She knew who they were going to, the 49. She signed them off from Janie and she sent them. And on Christmas Day, when things had quietened down, she was sitting down and she saw the one left over because there's 49 needed to be sent out and she bought this pack of 50. So she finally opened the, 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 the leftover card and, and she read it. And she was absolutely gutted because to her dismay, the card said within it, a little gift is on its way. And she sent this out to 49 people and she was going to have to buy 49 gifts now for folks. And friends, this is a day of celebration where we rejoice and we are so glad for everything that we have and what God has done. But we stop and we want to give thanks for the great things that God has done for us. And the greatest is this, that he sent us his son. Think about how many babies have been born. Think, think about this. How many babies have been born who have gone on to become kings? Millions. There must be at least a million in history. Babies who've been born who have gone on to become a king of some sort. Millions probably. But in history, only once has a king become a baby. And that is the story of Christmas. That the King of glory, he entered into his creation. And we praise God for sending us his son. But we know this is not the end. And we look forward in hope to all that he has in store for us. Yes, here on this earth. But the greatest joy we'll know is when we spend time with him forever in eternity. And we pray for all the breakthrough that God has for us as a congregation, all the great things that God is continually going to do in our midst, in and through the name of his son, Jesus. So friends, this day, count your blessings one by one. I'll soon you'll see what the Lord 
has done. For he has done great things. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God of great things. We thank you that you are working. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are moving in our midst. And Lord, we thank you for the greatest gift that you have given us, that you sent your one and only Son into this world. We thank you that we can come and join the celebration. We thank you that we can sing joy to the world. We thank you for the hope of the gospel. And we thank you that you are still active, that you are still on the move. We thank you, God, for everything you have in store for us. And may we know you in a special way this day. We thank you that you're our Lord and Savior. For we ask these things in your precious name. Amen.